shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What is good, fam? Welcome to episode 17 of the Human Hope Podcast. 17. We are one year away from being legal adults as a podcast. One year away from being able to vote as a podcast. One year away from doing all the things that we've been desperate to do, moving out of our podcast parents' house and becoming 18. But we got one week left right now. We're still going to enjoy our adolescence at episode 17 Cue the Taylor Swift song. It doesn't does Taylor Swift have a song that's called 17? 15? 17? 15? No, it's 15. I think it's fifth. I think it's 15. I thought that I was a bigger Taylor Swift fan than I actually am. I apologize for that. Hey, listen, guys, whatever. We are at episode 17 of the Human Hope Podcast. And listen, I, your host, Carlos Enrique Wittiger Guzman Chibalcabeo, is coming to you from Cooper. Where am I? Cooper City? Cooper Point? I'm, I'm in Alaska somewhere. Cooper's Landing, Alaska somewhere in a hotel room with Brady Pendergrass, Noah Land, Losiah Whitaker, and myself. And so I'm actually recording this podcast right now with uh, three teenagers watching me as I've told them to not make any sounds unless I specifically ask them questions. And I've already asked about Taylor Swift and Brady uh, did not know that Taylor had written a song called 15 because she wrote another song called 22, right? 22, that one, right? That That's the one. And so like, like I'm sitting here thinking like, why is Taylor Swift writing songs about every age, right? 15, 22. It's going to be awkward when she writes 42, but I'm here to tell you guys that Alaska is blowing my mind. Alaska is everything we wanted it to be. Uh, we showed up here a couple days ago 
and there's a group of eight, and we've kind of trounced around uh, Anchorage for a night, and then uh, some Airbnb, we went fly fishing, we're, we're doing it all, and a lot of people have been asking very specific questions about our trip to Alaska that I did, just so you guys know, maybe you didn't see it, but I did an Instagram live on um, Instagram this morning where I, it was about 30 minutes long and I answered a lot of your frequently asked questions uh, about the trip. So where did we find the plane tickets, the deals, uh, the Airbnb, uh, VRBO, like all of the questions you guys have, what um, uh, agencies did we use? What Bear Adventure, you know, outfitter did we use? All the things. And so if you go there, uh, I have it saved in my IGTV. There's a live, I think Heather and I are going to do another one, but we love to, to take trips. And I mean, here's the deal. Like we live in a 1957 ranch style house in the suburbs of Nashville, Tennessee. We, um, we, we've always chosen to spend our money differently, I think, than a lot of families do. You know, we don't have a super nice house. We don't drive super nice car. Well, I've got a nice truck right now, but we don't, we don't drive like, like super, super nice, <laughs> nice, nice vehicles. But what we do spend our money on is trips. We travel. And, you know, as we travel, you know, my wife was like in the back of the trunk, like making Hawaiian bread roll turkey sandwiches for everybody today. Um, she makes our kids pay for their own food, right? She makes the boyfriends pay for my daughter's foods. Like, like that's that's the goal here. And uh, we this is kind of how we do. And so, you know, we've talked about possibly maybe we'll, we'll do like an entire episode about travel and how it is that we travel uh, because it's been an incredible trip. The The crazy thing is I've actually been here for almost a week and I'm going to be here for another 12 days. Uh, I'm actually going next week. So actually when this podcast comes out next week, I will be on a river with some kids from inner city, Brooklyn, New York, that are part of a program called Brooklyn to Alaska. And they bring, um, again, urban youth uh, and they teach them about leadership and life lessons in the wilderness. And what I love about what's happening next week specifically is these kids have been coming this to this program for like six years. And next week they are taking their um, tests basically on becoming certified river guides. And so just imagine that these kids from whatever urban setting that they find themselves in did not have the opportunity for jobs that they're going to have because of this program. Now they're actually going to move from Alaska, excuse me, from uh, Brooklyn to Alaska to become river guides. It's unbelievable. What, a, what an incredible program. So I want to be talking to you guys more about that specific program in the next few weeks. Um, but today's episode is, it's you. And you know, the last time I did one of these episodes, it was uh, definitely a fan favorite, more downloads uh, than really the one of the first 10 episodes that had the most downloads. Because you guys, if there's one thing that we all need and that we're all desperate for is more and more stories of hope. One of my favorite things that my church does every once in a while is we just do testimony services. Now, why do we do testimony services? Because there's power in a testimony. There's power in somebody's testimony. Well, when somebody goes on the stand at like if, if they're in a courtroom and their, their testimony is one of the most powerful things that can cause the defendant to either be exonerated or convicted, the testimony. And so that's why I love testimonies because like it's, it is what it is. It's true to that person and it worked in their life and it gives you so much hope. So today it's kind of like testimony time on the Human Hope Podcast. You guys are going to be giving your 
testimonies as to what has been going on in your life, what has been very hopeful in your life. And friends, listen, the the stories that have come out of uh, the last 48 hours of you guys sending me voicemails have blown my mind. Uh, Heather and I just sat in the other hotel room and listened to these and and we just cried because they're you guys are just so strong. Uh, you're so committed. You're so focused to being hope-filled and sharing your hope with other people. So I really, really appreciate that. But I do want to tell you, because I asked you, what was the favorite thing that has happened to you, uh, the, the most hopeful thing that has happened to you in the last year? I need to let you know that I got on an airplane yesterday and I flew. I don't even know where I flew. It was somewhere in Alaska. And I landed on a beach and I got out of this uh, plane with my wife, our friend Janae, my daughter Sohela, my son Losiah, and we just walked straight towards grizzly bears, wild grizzly bears, and we just took pictures of them and videos of them, and then we walked and we followed another one. Then there were some, you know, a, a, a male grizzly bear chased, chasing a female grizzly bear. Um, we had a mama with cubs. We're walking up to all these things. Now, normally, you would never, ever, ever in a thousand years do that, right? Especially to wild grizzly bears. But what was it? that got me to be brave enough to walk up to these grizzly bears. Can I tell you? It was our guide. There, there, there was a guy that was with us that just told me. It, all he did was tell I didn't check his history. I didn't go and see if he was lying. No, this man named Chris, I walked into a, a building and he said, hey, I'm Chris. I'm going to take you to see grizzly bears today. We're going to get on a plane. We're going to land. You're going to do what I say. In three years, I have never seen a grizzly bear attack or even go towards a human. So just trust me, stay with me. Everything's going to be fine. Guess what? I trusted his testimony. I literally trusted everything he said. So as I'm walking around this island, I have zero fear. Why? Well, A, because, I mean, that may be stupid, but A, I may be dumb, but B, Chris had a powerful testimony and testimony can make other people be braver than they actually are. And that is what today's episode is all about. Not the power of Chris's testimony, but the power of your testimony. So with that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys to grab the tissue boxes or whatever it is, your sleeve, whatever it is that you wipe, your snot on, your tears, all the things that are going to come flooding out of your eyeballs because these are some powerful, powerful stories. Ladies and gentlemen, from my heart and my listeners' hearts to yours, enjoy these words of hope. All right, this is what we're going to do. First of all, I need to let you know that I listen to every single one of your voicemails, every single one of them. And, and I sit and I cry and Heather and I listen to him and we laugh and we're overjoyed with your stories of hope. And so if your story doesn't make it onto this episode, know this, it may make it onto a future episode, but also know this. If I ask again for more stories of hope, I'm going to ask that you leave another voicemail with your story so that they don't get lost Uh, And so that it just stays fresh. These are addictive and addicting. And I'm so excited that you guys get to hear some more stories of hope from the Human Hope Listening Familia. You guys are the hope dealers. And this first one is a story of hope that you, the Human Hope listeners, helped with. Take it away, Chanel. Hi, my name's Chanel, and I live in San Antonio, Texas. 
and my goal or my miracle for this year was to get a seizure alert service dog. I was diagnosed with epilepsy back in March and since then I've experienced almost 400 seizures and having a seizure alert dog was a goal that my family really really wanted not only for my own safety but for peace of mind for my husband who serves in the Coast Guard as a military member for when he's deployed and I'm at home with my soon-to-be seven-year-old son by myself and that goal I needed to raise $25,000 to get that dog it seemed like that goal was never going to be reached. At one point, I was stuck at $3,000. At another point, I was stuck at $15,000. And then, my first miracle happened. I met you, Carlos, and you helped me reaching out to your community to raise past my goal, past the $25,000 in less than one hour. And then you made my next miracle happen, which was raising even past that. We raised over $50,000 to help me cover medical expenses that my insurance won't cover and to help me get my seizure alert dog and all of the things and expenses that come along with that. And I am so grateful for you and so grateful for this community. I'm just, it was literally a miracle for this to happen. I didn't know how it would, would happen, but I knew that my miracle was going to come. And that is my miracle that I've accomplished this year. I'm still not seizure free. I still experience seizures every single day. Uh, multiple seizures at that every single day. But I do know that through my faith and through prayer, I know another miracle is to come. I know one day I will be able to say that I'm seizure free, that we will find a therapy that works for me. And I know along this journey, the seizure alert dog that I am able to get, whose name is Miracle, is going to help me along this journey in so many ways. This dog is such a miracle, such a blessing, and I'm so grateful for the community that has surrounded me along this whole process, and there is so much more to come. I can feel it in my heart. I can feel it in my faith. I know there's so much more to come. What I love about what Chanel just said is that she knows there is so much more to come, and what I want to play next is what I believe and what I'm believing for Chanel. What I'm believing for is exactly what this next story tells. It's a mother whose daughter has had thousands of seizures, thousands of seizures. And I need to let Chanel and anyone else that doubts that maybe their miracle's on the way understand that the miracle is closer than they believe. Listen to this. Hey, Carlos, it's Shelly Richardson from South Carolina. In 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, my daughter, Sydney, had four brain surgeries. She was having seizures every one to two seconds, literally thousands of them a day. She was on five medications plus a rescue med. During her first surgery, she had a brain hemorrhage and was unresponsive for nearly 48 hours. But God showed up. On the third day, she woke up. She had three more surgeries before the end of 2020. And on April 3rd of 2021, we met with her doctors and her neurologist said to us, I was so surprised to see no epilepsy discharge. He was amazed. Miracle, I would say yes. Is she seizure free? Yes, she is today. Will she always be? I don't know, but God is still writing her story and it's an amazing one. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys, 
Let's keep rolling. You guys have incredible stories. Here's some more. Hi, Carlos. Uh, my name is Phil, and I am from Carmel, Indiana. I am hopeful today because of my oldest child. Uh, she went through a major depression episode in April um, to the point where there were two weeks where uh, she would barely get out of bed and couldn't even function, couldn't go to school, couldn't do anything. Uh, but we got her into an intensive therapy program, which uh, she completed over the course of six weeks. Um, she finished the semester really strong and was able to get her grades caught back up and finish the semester with a B-plus average. And is right now working at a summer camp um, and is doing a really great job. So good, in fact, that uh, the camp director went out of his way to tell me how impressed he was with her work ethic and um, just to say what a great job she's been doing. So um, considering where we were at just three months ago, um, it really is an amazing thing and it just inspires me so much uh, as her dad and uh, someone who is just super proud. Thanks. Can you hear it in his voice? I heard it. It's called hope. And there's more hope for you. If you're a parent and you need hope for your child, keep listening. My daughter, who was going through one of the most mentally trying times in her life, found joy again. Hi, Carlos. I'm Alyssa from Alabama. Over the last year, my 11-year-old son was brave and honest in telling me and his dad that he was struggling with severe anxiety and low self-esteem. Because of his courage in sharing his heart, we're able to get him a counselor who is helping him and us understand how to navigate his feelings and develop healthy self-coping skills. The very best thing that happened to me this year was choosing to stay alive. That's it. Choosing to stay alive. I, I can't think of anything more hopeful than that. I know, I know, I know that there's those of you that are listening to this, that every single day you have to make that choice. And just like that listener called and said, it was the greatest choice he made to stay alive. I, I've been there in those dark spaces. I've been there in the hole uh, that feels like you can't get out of. And I'm here to let you know that you can and there is hope. If you're thinking about harming yourself, please call 1-800-273-8255. There's somebody right there waiting to talk to you. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Here's some more. Hi, it's Becky from New Jersey. When I was 15 years old, my parents got divorced and now I'm 35 and this past February, they just got remarried to each other. God has been doing a mighty work in their lives and it's been an amazing thing to witness. Yeah, I have, oh, 60 seconds, crap. Uh, for the past four years or so, um, I've had incredible back pain and I've had uh, been walking with the assistance of forearm crutches, which is not fun and not sexy. Um, I've been in fear. I've been in fear of trying to see surgical options and, you know, uh, things getting worse before they get better uh, or things just getting worse. Um, after a bunch of encouragement and finally kind of swallowing a little bit of fear, I made an appointment with a surgeon. Uh, I'm having hope in God doing whatever 
whatever he decrees is possible because he is the master physician but obviously i'm hoping for healing uh but i'm trusting that trusting that he's got me hi my name is tommy cavalier from dallas texas and i beat stomach cancer last year yes you did beat cancer you guys are beating cancer you guys are uh, getting healed from your back issues uh, Sean, I'm just so proud of you. First of all, it's okay that you said crap on the voicemail. I love that. Uh, but secondly, I'm proud of you for taking that step to go find that surgeon uh, and believing that healing is possible. All these stories about hope and healing from anxiety and depression, all of these things, they're real. And I'm grateful that you're trusting me with your stories. Speaking of stories, a few weeks ago, you guys remember, I shared with you guys the story of Anna. Uh, and Anna was a victim of child sex trafficking. And remember, I, I changed her name in the moment, but I just need to, again, remind you guys of these statistics. Now, the short story was this. Anna was trafficked at age 14 to a man who literally hoped to increase his luck while gambling at a casino. I mean, that's why he had sex with her at 14. Uh, later, she was sold to a brothel where she was trafficked for 22 straight days. And again, it blows my mind, but she was finally rescued. And during the trial that put the brothel owner in prison, again, evidence was submitted that in those 22 days, Anna was sold to 198 men. I need you to put the math together. A 14-year-old was sold to 198 men in 22 days. I can't even tell you how sick that makes me. But there's hope. It's you. And you can change stories like Anna's by becoming part of the solution. And my friends over at AIM, they're doing the rescue. Uh, it's called The Village, and AIM's passionate community of monthly donors like you is called The Village. And it makes it possible if only 25 of you guys, my hope dealers, commit to give just $10 a month. That's one venti skinny hazelnut latte. It literally will change AIM's efforts and increase the possibility to see child sex trafficking ended in our lifetime. You literally become hope for someone like Anna. So this is how you do it. Join me at aimfree.org slash Carlos. Let's change the world. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys ready for some more unbelievable stories of hope? I love all the stories, right? I love the heartstring stories. I love the stories that uh, are just kind of like eight word stories that you guys send me. Quick ones. But I also love some of these stories that make your jaw drop. And we'll start off with a jaw dropping story and then we'll continue on into some more stories of hope. Take it away, Familia. Here you go. Carlos, this is Kelly Kirker. The coolest thing that happened to me this year was finding my mom's birth mother um, because of 23andMe. 
also during the pandemic and all the craziness, we got to celebrate my 71-year-old mother uh, meeting her 91-year-old birth mother and them getting to hug for the first time ever. And it was by far the coolest thing that has happened at least in the last year, maybe ever. Hey, Carlos, it's Jennifer from Pennsylvania. And the greatest thing that happened to me this year was that I am down 50 pounds. I finally decided that I'm important and to put myself first instead of everyone else. And I could not be happier. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, my name is Natalia. I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, I suffer four miscarriages. And uh, after the miscarriage, I started an adoption journey. Found out we were pregnant right off as soon as we started the adoption journey. At 20 weeks, I was hospitalized with a open cervix. Baby was not expected to survive. In the middle of it, our adoption failed. Uh, I spent most of my pregnancy in bed in the hospital. And at the end of it, when they were not expecting baby to even last till 28 weeks, baby made it to 38 weeks, five days, didn't want to come out. And now I have a delicious chubby cheek, one year old that I love with the world. Hey, Carlos, uh, this is Colby calling from Cary, North Carolina. And the last year, one of the best things that happened to me, I got to welcome my third baby girl to this world and it was magnificent. Uh, you know, I'm a young dad, I got a four, a two-year-old, and now a two-month-old, and it is just amazing when you shift your perspective of, you know, parenting is such a blessing. So that's the best thing that's happened to me this year is, uh, you know, seeing my wife go from pregnant to having our baby and holding that baby in our arms, like, that's it right there. Thanks, bud. My husband and I finally took the leap and moved into a van to do nomadic living full-time. Uh, there's a lot of really negative and terrible things that occurred throughout the pandemic, but one of the silver linings for us was working remotely and um, finally having the courage to jump off the deep end and do something that we've been dreaming about for years. I love seeing you guys chase your dreams. Um, and I mean, let's talk about this nomadic living thing. I've got some friends of mine, Chris and Sarah, who live in a van full time. And uh, it makes Heather and I want to do it. Only problem is we've got kids. Uh, and I don't know. Is that even a problem? Can we just shove them all in the van? I don't know. Maybe. Um, the next few stories of hope are, um, the, these are ones where you guys had to dig deep, like really deep. So if you're, if you've got a dream or if not even a dream, if you're in the middle of a situation where it's going to take something extra, um, probably more extra than you even know you have inside of you, please allow these stories to propel you into the place where you can do it no matter how hard it feels right now. Be encouraged. Check these out. My name is Lisa Brackbill. I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And the best thing that happened to me in the past year was that my hard fought for legislation to improve newborn screening in Pennsylvania went into effect in May after a five year long fight and three different bills. I did this in memory of my daughter 
who passed away from a condition that could have been treated had they caught it at birth. So now Pennsylvanian babies will be screened equally for more conditions and they will be screened for the condition that took my daughter's life. Hey, I'm Jamie from Arkansas and I completed my specialist degree in ed leadership at the age of 43 and transitioned to an administrative role in my school district while having three young children. Moms can go back to school and fulfill their dreams. Hi, my name is Haley and I'm a critical care nurse at um, a rural hospital in Florida. And um, one thing that is giving me hope right now is that we only have two COVID positive patients in our hospital right now. And um, throughout the last year, Honestly, I didn't think that last year would be the start of my nursing career, but um, it was a lot of loss and grief and um, learning how to navigate death as a new nurse, as a new grad, and um, as a human. And um, when I think about all of the patients that I lost and all of their families and the fact that I can confidently say that we're beating this thing it gives me hope and um, I just hope that that brings hope <laughs> to you listening and um, anyone who, uh, any nurse out there whose hospital is still struggling, um, I really hope it does bring you hope. Thank you. Thank you, Haley, for the sacrifice you made uh, for so many. And it is so encouraging myself uh, just to hear of the progress we're making uh, with COVID-19. And I know uh, the impact that you have that's, ha- that's happened in your life. And so I, I want to let anybody know that's dealing with the impact um, you know, again, with their mental health when it comes to anything that's been going on in the last year, please, please talk to somebody, find somebody to talk to, uh, and, and use, use the show sponsor that I uh, have been talking about for a few weeks now, better help. Um, I, I'm not just, you know, putting this out here just as an advertisement. This literally is something that's helping me and helping so many of you guys as well. Better help literally is going to help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And again, you can start talking to a therapist in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. Okay. You'll be able to send a message to your counselor anytime. uh, And they're committed to facilitating really good therapy matches for you. It's super affordable, more affordable than traditional offline counseling. So this is what I want you guys to do. Well, whatever it is, depression, stress, anxiety, anger, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, I want you to go to betterhelp.com slash human hope. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. And what happens is when you guys sign up there, you guys can get 10% off of your first month. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp.com slash human hope. All right, fam, let's keep going. We ain't done yet. You guys got some more stories up your sleeve. These are sure to bring you a smile 
You guys got this. Let's keep going. Hi, this is Kayla from St. Louis. And the greatest thing that has happened to me this year is that I overcame my debilitating fear of rejection and loneliness and told a guy that I have had feelings for for over a year and a half that I have had feelings for him. And things aren't weird and they're moving in a decent direction. Pretty solid year if you ask me. My husband came home from deployment. Hi Carlos, this is Lynn from North Carolina. Way back um, when I was a struggling college student working full time, living in California, I wanted to visit my family for Christmas and none of us could afford me to take the trip to go see them. And I prayed very hard for a miracle and um, three women in my office got together and bought me a plane ticket from Sacramento to Billings, Montana to see my family for Christmas. And it was that day that I knew that if I could pray, God was going to answer it some way, somehow. And it helped me to believe in Him and believe in miracles. Hi, Carlos. My name is Bethany, and I'm calling from Central California. Um, the greatest thing that happened to me this year was I bought a house. I am in my mid-40s and had never purchased a house. Um, I'm single, so normally I think um, people think about buying a house if they get married or, you know, things like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided at the end of last year, at the crazy end of last year with COVID and stuff, that it was time to stop renting and to buy a house. <clears throat> and so that, I, I would say that was the greatest thing that happened to me. It was also one of the hardest things. Um, but gosh, it's been fun to enter like this stage of my life um, in the middle of my life. So yeah, one thing I'm learning is that there's never too late a time to, to reach for new things, whether they be goals or dreams or um, kind of edge of your seat opportunities. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you that is the thing that I did. All right. Can't wait to hear everybody else's. I can't wait to hear everybody else's either. That's amazing. Man, it's never too late. We got a few more stories for you guys. Uh, and I know these are going to leave you with some hope. Here you guys go. Hi, Ashley calling from just outside of Portland, Oregon. In the last year, the best thing to happen to me was homeschooling. I'm not talking distance learning. I could never, but I have a five-year-old who was supposed to do another year of preschool and we said, screw it. We're just going to jump in full force into homeschooling and we love it. We will never, ever probably send him back to any kind of traditional school. We love the flexibility of schedule. I love being able to do it with my youngest on my hip. My five-year-old is reading and doing math and loves it all. We love spending the time together, being able to take a day to go to the park or go to the river and learn that way. And I truly believe that it is what we're supposed to be doing. I am thankful that it happened the way it did because we had 
debated my husband and I for a while. We sent him to a private preschool that we loved, but it was going to close anyways before the pandemic. So we had debated what we were going to do. And then the pandemic happened and it kind of was just a push in that direction. Like, hey, yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So we did it through a pandemic. I did it with a newborn, colicky newborn, and there's no going back for us. We love it and are so glad that we got the chance to try that form of education for our kids. Hey, Carlos, it's Christine from Huntingtown, Maryland. Um, so honestly, having to quarantine during the pandemic turned out to be a great thing for my husband and I. So he works on the road. We usually see each other every six weeks or so. Um, and last year he got laid off from his job as a welder um, on a industrial construction project. Um, and we got to spend six months together at home quarantining. Um, and I was teleworking. So we were like together every single day for six months and it was amazing because we haven't had that for a few years um and right at the point where financially we were going to start being in trouble because we save up and we plan for him to get laid off um of these jobs and because we were quarantining we weren't spending as much money on things so we were able to make things stretch for six months and right at the point where we were going to have to figure out how to get some help, he got called back full-time to his job. And we were so grateful. And it just felt like a gift to be able to spend that much time together and a gift that he got called back to work um, before we had to ask for help. And we feel very blessed. And that is the greatest thing that happened in the past year. Have a fun podcast. My name is Alyssa Posey, and I'm from Apple Valley, California. Four years ago, I was a single mom of five kids, and we were homeless. Today, I own a home. I am married to the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. And with his support, I completed my bachelor's degree in February. And last week, I received notification that I have been accepted to law school on a full ride scholarship. This is a lifelong dream and I am crushing these goals. Yes, you are crushing those goals. You guys, you make me feel so freaking lazy. I'm so proud of you guys. We got one more. And this one, I'll be honest, is my favorite. Take it away, Carolina. Hi, Carlos. It's Carolina. I am calling to say that God's been very good. And I started my dream job last June. And I absolutely adore my job. And I apply to many, many, many jobs. And many doors got shut 
due to my stutter and I am so happy that people saw me for me and didn't put me inside my stutter box. Yes, my stutter is a part of me, but I am more than a person who stutters. Okay, bye. Mwah. Mwah. Back to you, Carolina. Oh my gosh. Can you call me every week? I need whatever it is that you've got. So, so special. Guys, thank you so much for trusting me with your stories again. And thank you for being brave enough to share them with the world. Uh, These are the ones that we listen to over and over and over again to understand and get that strength built up inside of us that we can do it. You can, you can, I promise you, no matter where you're at, the truth of your life isn't dependent on how you feel. It isn't. You've got this hope inside you and it's growing. Friends, thank you so much for allowing me to pop in here from Alaska, somewhere in Alaska. I don't even know where I'm at uh, for just a few minutes this week and just usher in some stories of hope. So that is it. Please Share this podcast with somebody that you love that needs encouragement and some hope. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform it is you listen to. It really helps get the show out in front of other people. So this is Carlos Enrique Guzman Archibald Cabello saying, I love you guys. I'm so appreciative of you. And I'll see you next week on another episode of Human Hope.